Hello, my name is Khuitsumang. I love helping people to feel strong as they confront the various challenges of life. Welcome to The Truth About Us, a podcast where you will hear about the things you know very well, discussed in some strange but necessary ways. Our title for today is The Mind, the power within each one of us. Do you ever catch yourself wondering just how massive and complex life really is with all the life forms there are in it? I mean, think of all the over 8 billion people in the world, all the various species of animals, insects, birds, and everything else, and the hustle and bustle of all their everyday activities and movements. In the middle of all that, where do you, as an individual, fit in within this vastness of existence? What is the significance of this one life that you call my life in it? The thought of who we are in relation to everything that exists is enough to humble anyone who may think life begins and ends where they are. The moment they become aware of the previously unthinkable efforts and processes that come together to enable and create that one life and that of everyone else. At the same time, the enormity of existence can be so overwhelming as to make one feel like their own life is just an insignificant thought in the night sky, and that maybe our lives do not matter at all in the bigger scheme of things. In fact, that thought is one key reason why many people live as if life is a scam, a setup or some matrix in which everything has already been decided, and all they can do is just show up from one side and disappear in another without any significance or meaning. Yes, we don't think we matter that much to can change anything about life and how we live in it. And this is a state of despondency in which we drift aimlessly through life, barely hanging on, ever wondering why it is all worth the suffering. If you think it sucks to be that way, then let me assure you right now that it doesn't have to be that way if you don't want it to be. And my main question to you today is, how much are you willing to be responsible for your happiness in life? Because your achievement of any goal in life will always depend on how much it means to you to achieve it, including the goal of being responsible for your happiness. Please put that question at the back of your mind as we proceed. Now, just imagine yourself holding a ripe banana in your hand. You want to eat it immediately, so you start peeling it and eating it. You look around for a trash can to put the pills into, but you can't find any. It's just a pill, and it can't be worth the effort of running around looking for the best place to put it in. Then you toss it to the ground and proceed on your way. A few moments later, after you've disappeared around the corner, someone slips on the pill and hurts themselves. In the rush to take them to hospital, the car they are in collides with another on the freeway. When you get home later that day, you turn on the news and you see pictures of a freak accident on the freeway, and you can't help but wonder what has gotten into people to be so careless and driving at such high speed even with so much traffic on the roads. Of course, there is no mention of the banana peel and the fact that everything that is on the news that day is all about that peel, while you are the main newsmaker of the day and the only thing missing in the news is the mention of your name. You then switch off the TV and move on with other things, feeling totally disconnected from the crazy things that people do out there. Now, take a step back and bring some focus onto yourself a little. Try to think about everything that you did since you woke up this morning. 
everything you thought of, everything you said to someone around you or on the phone, all the places you went to and whatever you did there. And with that, please allow me to ask, how much of the things you do will affect how people will behave in the world in a week or in the next 10 years? What conversations will they have with each other because of the things you have done today? How will that affect the politics of your country, of the world, or even the things you see on TV? Of course, you may not be able to figure that out, but at least, do you think there is ever a connection between the things you do every day, even in private, and events that you see unfold in the world? Every day you see different things happen in the world. Some are preferred and some are not. We welcome those that are good and may even regard them as rewards of some sorts. And when the bad things happen, we shun them, regarding them as some form of punishment. Even when we may not know who is punishing us and for what reason. Much of our lives are filled with uncertainty, mostly because we do not understand the relationships of cause and effect as they unfold within us between our minds and our bodies, and between us and the environment in which we live. Let's start by talking about the relationships between us and the environment in which, in which we live. Do you know that anything that you ever do or create starts first in the mind as a choice you make from many options? The decision is made in your mind, and the options you have are the many ideas whirling in your mind the wishes, the possible means and methods, and the next thing that you will end up doing physically is only a result of the one idea that you thought was the best among the ones you had. That is how we end up wearing the specific clothes we are wearing today, their colors and design. The fact that we always choose our ideas holds true whether we engage in self-initiated actions such as cooking breakfast, or reacting to an emergency. We often regard accidents as involuntary incidents that happen because of what other people do and discount our culpability in them. And indeed, we know many situations where something pleasant or unpleasant had happened to us, and we could not claim responsibility for it happening because we did not even know it was going to happen. Right? Well, not so different from what a willful soccer player would do, who kicks another and then holds up their hands in an appeal to the referee to book the victim, is it? However, if we were to look closely into accidents in our lives, we would always find someone or something that initiates the action that causes everyone to be involved in an accident, a reckless driver or a stray animal on the road. Sometimes the one whom we think has initiated the action may also have been reacting to something initiated by someone else, or even by us, without us being aware of it. Anyway, we would still see people in that same situation doing different things in response to the actions of one person, each one of them according to what they think is the best thing to do. The activities happening in a situation that involves many people are many and complex, but in the end, each activity is carried out by someone who has various options out of which they choose what they regard as the best one and carry it out. Of course, sometimes we regard the available options to be limited, such as in situations that we regard as being between the rock and the hard place. 
However, even in that, we still make a choice based on what we believe is the best option between the rock and the hard place. For us to understand the things we create and the power we have to correct our miscreations, we need to understand the environment in which we create, our reality, as well as the tools we have for creating our minds. Life becomes enormous and complicated when we view it from the level of our everyday activities. And yet, viewed from its structural level, it is simple and everything in it could be placed in its rightful place in order for us to develop the confidence necessary to embrace it. Let us now talk about reality. Reality is everything that we have ever known as existence or reality. It is made of three things, the purpose for which all things exist, the life that is aware of this purpose, and everything else that serves this life to achieve its purpose, the means to an end. You, me, everyone and everything in the universe, all of us collectively are a means to a purpose. You may right here ask if at all there is a singular purpose to life, and my unqualified answer to that would be yes. We all have a common purpose for existing. That purpose is happiness, and the sharing of it with all who have the same purpose, including those who may not be aware of it. Purpose is the first and primary aspect of existence. It is the reason for existing. Everything exists for a reason. This reason is the one that gives each thing a form and certain qualities that would help it to be more efficient in how it lives up to its purpose. A cup has all the qualities that would make it more efficient for scooping a liquid. Its form is a result of the purpose that its creator had in mind. This is the same with everything else in the world. The very concept of meaning comes from understanding that everything has a fundamental purpose that it exists for and must align itself to, and the extent to which it is aligned to its purpose determines its meaningfulness. Life is the second aspect of existence. A life is any form that is aware of its purpose. The nature of all things is such that all of them are one, and as a result, they all have a universal purpose that they are in pursuit of, while each of us has some qualities that would make them more efficient in pursuing that purpose better in certain places than in others. These different efficiencies are a result of the fact that, even though we are all one, we are distributed over space and time, where certain things become easier to do than when we are in other places such as the ease of finding water when we live in an island than when we live in the desert. Means as a third aspect of existence are everything that exists, the life forms themselves and all other things around us. The harmony of every life form is linked to its purpose and to how it uses the surrounding environment to live up to that purpose. To be more in harmony with our purpose is to find more harmony in our lives, because in that case, we use ourselves to do the things we were created to do more efficiently. While on the other hand, the more we deviate from our purpose, the lesser the harmony we experience in life because in that case, we would be misusing ourselves by doing things that we are not created to do efficiently. It would take long to do a job using the wrong tool than it would be using the right one created for the job. Now that we have belabored the subject of our reality, 
It is now important to understand the reason why we exist. What is it that we value about life that makes us solve problems and why are there problems in it in the first place? Let's talk about happiness and why we suffer. When you carefully observe the various things that people do every day, it would not be hard to realize that beyond every hardship that we hope to overcome is an expectation to realize some happiness that we believe the problem was hiding from us. In fact, we could confidently say the happiness that lies beyond any problem that we want to resolve is our primary motivation that urges us to do all that we need to do to overcome our obstacles. Now, what is it about happiness that motivates us to overcome even the impossible? Simply to be happy? What is happiness anyway? I always tell people that we are all one, and when I say that, I mean it literally and not figuratively. That we are all physically and mentally one with each other, and that every physical thing is one with the mind that created it. In other words, within anything that we create, there will always be elements of the purpose for which we created it. That simply means, by understanding anything that is created, we can also know the purpose for which it exists. And by understanding ourselves as people, we can know our purpose and begin to learn how to be in harmony with it. In a world where we tend to misuse ourselves because we don't know who we are. Happiness is a feeling we get whenever we witness the oneness of any means with its purpose. Because of this, we use the common aspects of our reality to see the harmony between them as means and happiness as the purpose of their existence. The more we can realize this happiness with the broader aspects of our existence, the more we dwell in a state of peace, where we find ourselves in harmony with much of our reality, while also helping others to dwell in the same harmony. Peace in that way can be defined as a state of shared happiness. Shared happiness or peace is the natural state of being human and the highest ideal of every life form in existence. In that way, it is the primary purpose of all life and the primary measure of success for living. Since all of us are one with each other, even though we have assumed different forms over space and time, our harmony is realized whenever we find our oneness with any aspect of creation that we encounter. Happiness is a feeling we experience whenever we notice some sameness between us and someone or something that we encounter. On the same vein, to suffer, which is the opposite of happiness, is to encounter any aspect of creation and remain unable to realize our oneness with it. And for as long as we cannot recognize that oneness, our happiness is delayed and we keep on suffering. The difference between happiness and suffering is the difference between living up to the purpose of life and not. Please allow me to recap a little to put things into perspective. Everything that you know as existence is made of the purpose of existing, the various life forms that are aware of this purpose, and everything else that serves as the means to live up to this purpose. That means everything that ever happens in life, that you, other people, and all other creatures do every day, is all meant to help achieve the purpose of life, which is shared happiness. So, 
The reason why we see many people out in the street, in the mall, going in all the different directions every day, is that each one of them is in pursuit of their own happiness, according to how they define it in their situation. Whether looking for food, needing to listen to music or reading a book, among many others. As life forms, every person has a mind and a body and lives in an environment we call the world. The mind, the body and the living environment are all of them means to achieve the purpose of living. In its structure, the mind primarily consists of three abilities, awareness, thinking and decision making, and two resources, the imagination and memory pools. The imagination, just like memory, is a reservoir in which everything that we ever think exists resides. Every solution to every problem, all our imaginations of God, angels, the prophecies we make, how we interpret our dreams, all other beings that we could think of, aliens, demons, avatars, fairies, superheroes, and more. Each of these beings exists and is valid, but only in the form that each person would imagine it to be. In other words, every perspective or point of view that you may have regarding any person or anything in life is made possible by exploring our imaginations. The very divisions that we make within ourselves of mind, spirit, and soul all come from the imagination in our attempt to make sense of the composition of the metaphysical reality in which we live. In the same way, my very attempt to separate the functions of the mind is itself an imaginary exercise, an attempt to explain the mind in a way that would hopefully make sense regarding how we use it. Memory Memory is a reservoir where we store all the past solutions we have ever received from the imagination, with the hope to use them again in the future. All the formulas, models, and our scripted behavior or our habits are stored in it. The importance of storing things in our memory is caused by the belief that life repeats itself, and the next time we encounter the same situation that we were in before, we would quickly use the solution we already know of in the memory, instead of searching the bigger pool of the imagination for a new one. It is the ease of searching in our memories instead of our imaginations that causes us to live habitual lives where everything seems to be repeating instead of experiencing life anew as it unfolds. Thinking is the way we explore the imagination. Whether we call it imagining, wondering, or even remembering, all of them are part of the thinking process, which is all about exploring either the imagination or the memory for a solution. Decision-making is where the power of choice lies, where we acknowledge that there are more possibilities for achieving happiness, and then taking the responsibility to choose the most suitable means to achieve that happiness within our situation. Mistakes and accidents happen whenever we make decisions that are not considerate of the broader aspects of our situations, such as how one area of our lives connects to others, and the effects that one has on others. We may talk to someone on the phone while driving and fail to recognize an approaching danger on the road. That's how accidents happen, and it's a result of not realizing how a distraction of the mind could impact our ability to drive safely. 
Even in an accident, the driver would have had the opportunity to choose where to focus their attention and failed to make safe driving their primary focus. Awareness is our consciousness, our focus on the purpose of life and on the available means to achieve it. It helps us to align our actions to our intended purpose. Awareness focuses on all the critical aspects of our existence. Imagination, what is available in it, the thinking process, how the different things in the imagination are connected. Memory, what solutions did we use in the past that we could still use again and decision-making, which is about which of the options that we have in the mind seem more likely to resolve the problem we are thinking for. Further to that, awareness focuses on what abilities the body has for saving the purpose of happiness, as well as what, it, what is available in physical environment that would help us to achieve it. Every life is guided by awareness in, the, in reconciling all the available means to the purpose of existing. It is only through our awareness that we can know whether the very goal of living, happiness, is being achieved. Happiness, when it is realized, happens in the mind. That is because it only becomes available when we are aware of it. And awareness is a function of the mind, interpretation of a relationship between the purpose and the means to achieve it, of whether the conditions for it have been met. Earlier on, I said the imagination has all the solutions to all the possible problems in life. With that, one may begin to ask, why is it so hard to solve all our problems in life and be happy? Why can't we find solutions to some of our problems in life? Okay, although the imagination has all the answers to all the possible questions out there, the problem in finding these answers has much to do with how deep we allow ourselves to explore the imagination. Sometimes we become fearful of thinking, for many reasons, and that causes us to only make a shallow exploration of our imaginations, causing us to create fewer options that we need, and that is when we may end up borrowing other people's solutions even when the problem they have is not the same as ours. Some of the reasons why we tend to be afraid of thinking or exploring our imaginations deeper have to do with the things we are taught and made to believe from our childhood. I grew up in an environment where it was believed that if you read or think too much, you can become mad. Well, I'm not sure which of the two comes first, whether we become mad first and then we start thinking too much or we think too much and then end up getting mad. However, the association itself is just enough to discourage many people, young and old from making the necessary effort of visiting those unexplored corners of their imaginations. The major stumbling block to our ability to think comes in the form of anything that trivializes thinking and thoughts. Many things can cause that, but our inability to appreciate the connection between the things we think and their effect on our bodies and in our environment could be regarded as the primary cause. The failure to see this connection creates a disconnect between cause and effects, where we may have very useful ideas but cannot translate them into meaningful solutions. The motivation to think, which is supposed to be encouraged by seeing the benefits of thinking, diminishes. In that case, we see things happen but we do not feel responsible for them. 
and then we begin to appeal to others to give us the solutions we need or to solve our problems because we cannot see how we are the ones causing them. We live in the same reality with each other and sharing the same elements of reality around us. We share the people and the things we have in our lives with other people, such as how one man could be shared by many people, all of whom regard him differently as a father, a boss, an employee, a son, a neighbor, a friend, a lover, husband, to name a few. Each of these roles is a way to be and to make happy. In a single day, we all traverse many situations in which we assume different roles to provide various forms of happiness to different people. In the same way, the different things in our physical environment also traverse our reality to provide various experiences to different people. It happens when you buy a chair to sit on and later giving it to someone else who might use it, say, as a table and another one as a flower stand or even firewood. We share our environment by using what we need in it and freeing it to be used differently by other people according to how they define their own happiness. And in that way, we live and we let live. The different roles that people and things assume throughout their lives can serve as the best and most practical examples of our conceptions of eternity. Everything continues to be a part of our reality and the only thing that changes are its form and roles. In that light, the subject of death only applies to the end of one form or role, as we assume another, and how long each role lasts depends only on the happiness of the one assuming it. That is, we can continue to play any role for as long as it makes us happy to, and we only change to another when you can no longer be happy in the current one. The eternity or limitlessness of happiness in any life form lies with our ability to think and explore our imaginations so deeply and widely that we even discover unlimited possibilities to be happy. In fact, the happiest people in life are those who can explore their minds enough regarding any one thing they have and realize various forms of happiness from it that they have no need to pursue other things for the same happiness. In our money-driven way of life, the primary cause of our insatiable pursuit of money is the waste that comes when we have it. When we have money, we tend to think more in terms of replacing things than preserving and reusing them. To reuse things requires repurposing them, and that requires the use of the imagination. However, if we have enough money to replace instead of repair, we do not allow ourselves the necessary mental exercise in exploring various perspectives and finding happiness with what we already have, instead of getting something new. The penchant to use money as a solution, instead of exploring our minds for an even more efficient one, can be seen in how often we change our cell phones, usually not because they are broken and could no longer serve their purpose, but simply because money makes it easier to buy another one, even if it may not be necessary. Even when we are going to use the new phone exactly as we did the one we are replacing. The ability to think or explore the various perspectives in our imaginations makes happiness quicker to realize because the more we find various ways of being happy with any one person or thing that we have, 
the less time and effort you spend looking for someone or something else. It helps us to stop going out looking around for something that we already have and begin to appreciate more of the things and people we already have in our lives. Now, please allow me to take you back to where we started. By asking you again to think about everything that you did since you woke up this morning and all your interactions with other people and your environment. Now, tell me, if you woke tomorrow, looked around and find that you live in a messed up world, would you believe me if I told you that the power to change it lies in your ability to take responsibility for your part in the mess? Because in that belief is your enormous power as a person, your oneness with not only the good of life, but the bad of it, and the fact that any place where each of us is, is the right place from which to begin meaningful change. All we need is to bring the full might of our minds to bear upon our everyday situations. The power of the imagination, of thinking, of memory, decision making. Our physical abilities, the things in our environment, and with that, apply the predominant power of awareness which begins to help us to align all that we do with the purpose for doing it. The quality of anything that we do, regardless of what it is, begins to increase the moment we bring more awareness to it, call it focus or attention, because with more awareness, we begin to see the details and in the little details, that is where we see our power, the same way a big ship could be steered by a small steering wheel or even the click of a computer mouse. So, go to sleep every night, rest yourself when you must, because all that rest helps your mind to be wakeful and alert during the day. And in that alertness, you can begin to see the extent to which you contribute in creating your circumstances. And even more, catch those negative thoughts in your head whenever they try to obscure your true identity, your oneness with all that makes you strong and happy, and the power that comes with knowing that. With that, I will end here. I hope you found the episode empowering in some way. If that is the case, please like and also subscribe to my podcast and YouTube channel so you can get notifications regarding new episodes or anything that you think you might find helpful. Thank you.